Hello and welcome to another episode of Character Transplant. I'm your host, Dr. Zach. And I'm Dr. Daniel, a doctor of biographies. Ah, interesting. Well, I'm a doctor... Where's the van, Daniel? That's a weird doctorate. No, no. Where? Where's the van? Look. I parked the van away. Okay. We need to talk. Sure. But why don't we just talk in the... Like, it, it's a safe place, the van. No, you know, no, we, no. We, this is serious times. Okay. I have a serious issue I need to bring up with you. Uh-huh. Stranger than fiction. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the issue is stranger than fiction. No, I, no, no. I, if you've, you've managed to lose the van. No, so I that haven't. Is quite strange. No, I haven't lost the van. It's, Did you sell the van to Evil Inc.? No, it, no. It's around the corner. Dude, dude. I just want to have a talk. It's a serious in- issue. All right. Is it a serious issue about how usually we take one character and throw them in the back of a van? Well, yes, and then we normally take that ra- a van down to the Arby's. Yeah, and then we eat some Arby's and decide we need to pass out in the toilet. Yeah, yeah regret. Regret, regret. decision. <laughs> yes. Regret comes in many forms, most of them Arby's. Yes, yeah, so we can't do that. We- what have you done? What is this? What is the issue that you have that's it's stranger a- than fiction? No, it is stranger than fiction. I believe you. No, it's it's the universe stranger than fiction. I'm, yeah, the universe is stranger than fiction. That is why no, we no, have no, this the van. Will Ferrell movie. Oh, you know the one that came out in two thousand six. Yes, yes, that was a great movie. Yes. What about it? Well, in that movie, mm-hmm. Will Ferrell plays Harold, an IRS agent, the Internal Revenue Service, champion of industry. Yeah, I mean, seriously, this is probably one of the more, more positive portrayals of an IRS agent. <laughs> That's saying something because he spends his time as an office drone. Sure, like actually a drone, like flying around, like no, 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 as in beep boop beep boop. I am a robot. Beep boop beep boop. So Will Ferrell's a robot. No, damn. But Will Ferrell find like Ben starts hearing voices. Sure, narrating okay. narrating his life perfectly. Are we sure Will Ferrell's not actually a robot? Yeah, we're sure. Okay, sure. Yep. Turns out Will Ferrell is a character in a novel. Okay. That's being written at that at that time. So Will Ferrell, the movie character, is a character in a novel in the movie. Yes. Sure. <laughs> I believe that. The novel is being written about him. Uh-huh. He's technically a fictional character. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> in universe, he is a fictional character. <laughs> is this like when the Red Dwarf guys found out they were fictional characters and then came to our world to talk to the producers about not cancelling their show? Kind of, yeah. Weird. Because he goes to the author. It's like, because the author's main shtick is she kills off a character every book. Uh huh. And currently he's the only character in his book. <laughs> well, that's the way. It's either a tragedy where you die at the end or a comedy where you get to live. Yeah, and her books are always tragedies. Meh. So he goes, please don't kill me. The lady freaks the fuck out. It's like, <laughs> holy shit, you are a cre- being of my own creation. <laughs> Yes, yes. So we've all, we've all seen the movie Strangers in Fiction. So yes. what what is the issue? Well, the implication of that just happened. Mm-hmm. That entire universe is fascinating. Well, I mean, the but universe of Harold's life as an IRS agent. Yes, I'm sure that is fascinating. But think about it: fictional characters being real. Mm-hmm. That's what you are. You're a figment of my imagination. I know that. No, no, no I, I'm a figment. Of, you're a figment of my imagination, man. Ah, we're figments of each other's imagination. Yes. Don't don't question that. Don't ever question that. <laughs> no, seriously, don't. We'll, I'm not. I'm not we'll, questioning. We'll, it. we'll, just, fine. we'll stop existing. We'll disappear in a puff of logic. Are you sure the van didn't disappear in a puff of logic? No, I told you. I pu- you can see weeks. it. Yeah. Eighty-three weeks. It could be gone. You can see it. It's right there. That's your dad's van. Behind Dad's van. I don't see any vans. Okay. Anyway, the implication of Stranger than Fiction. Go I mean, think about it. Arthur Conan Doyle wrote Sherlock Holmes. Yep. In it is Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty. Mm-hmm. The implication of Stranger than Fiction is Moriarty could absolutely be a real dude. So, are we saying that every book is a real world event? Well, that's the thing. There are a lot of books that, <laughs> that end with the Earth exploding. Yes, that's true. Totally Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, for example. That's the prologue. <laughs> Earth blows up in the prologue. Yeah, but then Earth is reborn thanks to two mice. No, it's a little more complicated than that. No, no, no there's the two mice who wanted to run the program to find out what the question was. The answer 42. Yeah. So they made the Earth. Which and was the, answer the answer is how many roads must a man walk down? It is? No. I was going to say. But that, that, that's one of the answers I'm after then gives. <laughs> and we have a, um, reminds me of a movie anyway like oh that's really good cool you can have it 
Yeah, we better cut you open anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, but then at the end of it, it's he's got the world back. Yeah. So, so we could be on the second Earth. Did that? Yeah, because no one knows the difference. Yeah. So that could very well be a real thing. <laughs> we see that laser and then point it to the sky, hitchhike away. Yeah. So think about like all of the implications thereof. So we 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 need to figure out what the truth is. That's yeah. fine. Are we saying that every book is right? That would be a bit difficult because then it would then you get things like, for example, all the fantasy books and that the don't the, make sense. And like, for example, the post-apocalypse books. Well, it could be different planets. Not every book says it's Earth. Yeah, but Lord so, of the Rings take place in Middle yeah. Earth. For example, though, like the Divergent series, mm-hmm. very much take place on Earth. True. And the Hunger Games very much take place on Earth. Does it? No, it takes place in Panama. No, not Panama. Pan Am. Pan Am. I had all the letters right. <laughs> the letters were all there. It's implied to be Earth after an apocalypse. But implied isn't necessarily is Earth. Okay. Then different some, planet yeah. somewhere else in the galaxy. World War Z. Yeah, that was a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you have, if all books are real, that means simultaneously World War Z mm-hmm. and my Divergent series it happened at the same time. Now, I'm not saying it's impossible, but have you considered multiple layers of Earth? So we have the Divergent series is on one layer, and they have a, a ceiling. Have you read any of the, um, I forgot, the Keys to the Kingdom books? No. No. Oh, I, that's going to be irrelevant then. But it's the ceiling, and then up on the ceiling is just a painted sky that looks perfect, and it has clouds that move and everything, so it gives the illusion of being outside. Yep. On top of that, it will be, because we have satellites in space, that has to be the top layer. So every layer down, down. <laughs> And in World War Z No one knows what happens to the North Koreans They went underground and no one heard from them again oh, Maybe so the they Koreans. broke into the Divergent series <laughs> North Koreans found Wow Now I don't think that No <laughs> I find no evidence against this theory Well because Like One Satellites also exist in Divergent Ah See, this is the problem. I haven't read Divergent. <laughs> Maybe it's two Earths next to each other at the same time. They blink in and out of existence. Like, how does that happen? Quantum mechanics. Here's another thing. Mm-hmm. Video games. Okay. Now, video games and novels are completely different. Mm-hmm. However, take the Halo series. Yes. The Halo series have novels. They do. Are they real? <laughs> well, they're all set in the future, so we don't know if they're real. We're, we're going to have to make the assumption. Because there's a lot of future stuff. Yeah, but that's the thing. If it's in the future, so is World War Z and Divergent. No, World War Z is in the past now. No. No, no, uh, World War Z, um, the, the ep- like, when it's being written, mm. is written in the future. Yeah. Like, no, but it, the, it, the apocalypse happened at a certain level of technology. That yeah. was like 2010. Yeah. But even still... This implies that still happened. It implies that Divergent still happened. Or at least the Stranger of Fiction universe does. Mm-hmm. But that would also conflict with, like, the Halo series books. <laughs> well, because Halo, Halo takes place in 2553. Okay. Oh, that's when the, the Halo... Yeah. So we don't actually get... Like, the Hunger Games... Well, we've already discussed the Hunger Games. Yeah, we can, we can go back. But the Hunger yeah. Games has future, like super futuristic technology. Like, I can make dogs out of clay mm-hmm. that will then kill everybody. <laughs> Yeah, but also stuff like Divergent. Like, yeah, we have laser guns. <laughs> Do they? And 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 near perfect holographic technology. Well, then we'd have to assume it takes place after Halo, timeline wise, because we don't have holograph. We have barely functioning holographic technology and no lasers. So when when the Earth when Earth and the Covenant team up, they create the laser weapons. They create Divergent. <laughs> it could happen in the well, same universe. Wait, so you're saying that. Halo is directly responsible for a Divergent series. Well, I'm saying that in 2553, the Covenant attacked. And maybe in 2800, the Divergent series takes place. <laughs> this also implies then that the actual Halo rings are real. I'd buy that. I would buy that. They're terrifying. <laughs> Alright. But let's like, let's not take, for example, that... Like, okay, Let's leave fantasy and say more modern day and cold war-esque stuff mm. what well, if we want to just put, we want to obviously put forward that every book is not actually accurate no it, it because there are some it, books about abraham lincoln being a vampire hunter yeah and there's some books about abraham lincoln being assassinated although to be fair 
the Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Mm-hmm. That author did a bunch of research, and it actually like in real life, it it actually fits pretty well. <laughs> like in terms of timeline wise, <laughs> it makes sense. Abraham Lincoln could be a vampire. This also implies vampires exist. <laughs> well, like Cowboys and Aliens is a comic book, but it still could be book book esque. Yeah, that takes place in the Wild West with aliens. And the whole world yeah. becomes aware of Alien. The sum of all fears. Yep. That that was a book originally. Okay. I haven't seen... I don't know. Basically, Russia steals a nuke. <laughs> Alright, we're going to have to assume that not every book yeah. is actually accurate. Like, but then it, it becomes down to what is accurate and what isn't. Alright, so... She's, how many books has this, has this author written? Uh, It's like 13 or 14. So let's just say one in 14 books are... We can't, we can't just assume that her books are real. We have to assume that it's not just her. She doesn't have some magic power. Yeah. So maybe one in 14 books are actually right. Okay. And autobiographies obviously would take up that space easily because they're autobiographies. They're written by the by the author. Yeah. So of course it mimics their life perfectly. Yeah. So what if you write something... Stuff for the future obviously takes place in the future as we talked about Halo. Modern day, he affects the change of his book, doesn't he? Yes. So By directly book, interacting with his author. So the book isn't actually happening until it's written. So it's not a Doctor Who level thing or a time travel level where you've got this book that's finished, it's written, and if you read what's inside, it has to happen. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, because he, re- he reads the ending to his story and he agrees like, wow, that's a really profound death, absolutely. So he does die in the end. I, I've forgotten the end of no, the fiction. No, he doesn't die because the author's like, I, I can't kill a human being. Oh, so she's written the book, she's finished the book, and yeah, he's and just living the events. Well, she's <laughs> she's actively writing it as the movie's going along. Right. And then she comes up with this brilliant ending, uh-huh. and then she meets Harold. Right, so the movie's happening. Let's say she's about halfway through the book, and she discovers what ending she's going to put. She comes up with the ending. Yeah, she's she's like got writer's block, basically. For the- right, so she's got point A to point B, yeah. and she meets Harold at A. Yeah, pretty and much. And she changes to point C. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen Strange of the Fiction for, since it came out. Yeah. It's actually a really good film. <laughs> like, it is a solid film. I know, it's good. I remember being, yeah. I remember really liking it. All right. So, one in 14 books is accurate. Let's just going to have to run yeah. with that. That's... That's terrifying. How many books are in your cupboard? Oh, we're fucked. Oh, that's so screwed. <laughs> Mostly because um, there is a book series in there, for example, Skullduggery Pleasant. Oh, no. Now, that... That covers today times. Uh-huh. But the implication is there is an entire magical society living under our noses. Okay. <laughs> well, we got Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay. But Harry Potter doesn't have Cthulhu. Doesn't it, though? Like, maybe it secretly does. No. <laughs> Skaldori <laughs> Pleasant basically has Cthulhu. Does anything Skaldagory Pleasant suggest that part of the world was destroyed by Cthulhu? No. Okay. But it's implied that if a Cthulhu ever comes back, we are fucked. Right. Isn't Skaldogger a person? Isn't the guy main character a skeleton man? Yes. I'm pretty sure we'd notice a skeleton man. You would think so, but no one does in the book. Well... Hmm. He wears a wig and like large sunglasses and a scarf. I don't think that would fool anybody. Well, no, he, like, he wears a suit like he wears a suit and all mm, that. Mm, Gloves. Mm. And you can't see his actual face. Like, he wears a giant, like, basically dreadlock wig. Uh-huh. The scarf over his mouth and nose. Yep. And giant aviators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can't he actually... the most of his yeah. body, yeah. No, that's all right. That's fine. I don't know how... How does the world work? Like, if if Skullduggery Pleasant is real... Uh-huh. This implies that not only is magic real... Sure. But there's a bunch of, like, terrible threats... Revenants, mm-hmm. basically, um, a shard of evil shoved into you, and you are now forever evil. Uh huh. Well, I can think of a few politicians that that's yeah. been happening to. <laughs> Vampires, mm-hmm. whose shtick is throwing off your skin, and out comes the monster. Uh huh. It's affectionately known as shocking, shocking your skin off. Is that because that's the sound that it makes? Shuck. Alright, well, maybe we take a step back before we get into that. Is it? Do we want to assume it's just novels? Well, or any yeah, form of media I would assume, real? No, I would assume novels. Like, okay. Let's go with novels. Right. But again, there's the implication of, like, for example, video games have novelizations. Mm-hmm. Movies mm-hmm. have novelizations. A lot of movies have novelizations. Yep. 
comic books get novelizations. Do we want to say that things that only works if it starts as a novel? But because you see, if you've got a movie uh, yeah. and you adapt it to a novel, okay, yep. Then you've, you're, all you've done is you've written down this, the plot of the movie into a book form. Mm-hmm. So that's not actually writing a book; that's adapting yep, a movie. Fair enough. But what about, for example, in a Halo series, where it's a spin-off? Yeah, like it's it's a novel written from a ground up as a novel, but set in the Halo universe. I would. We have to assume that you can't just create a universe by writing a book. Can't you? <laughs> Well, that's that's the thing. We're gonna have to make that assumption. That's the thing. This lady created a man. (laughs) Did she create a man though, or did she did she take over a man's life? That's the thing. The implication is that because she just wrote everything about him, Mm -hmm. she created him. But she didn't in the book. She didn't write his birth. She just started. Books don't start with people's births. No, but like she gave him the entire backstory. Yeah. So when when she's writing the story. Maybe when you write a book, if the backstory matches someone else's backstory, you take over their life. Okay. So if I wrote a book about you, Daniel, the podcaster, he decides to jump off a bridge. Suddenly you decide I want to jump off a bridge. And it makes sense to you. I didn't, you weren't created by the book. Hmm. You were just, the book took over you. Yeah, but that's the thing though. So then it's not 1 in 14. If you could, if you could ever write a book <laughs> about a particular person, maybe you can control them. Yeah, but that's not the implication. Like, the implication here is that this lady just created Harold from the ground up. Like, as in, not that he that she took over his life. It was just that Harold was nothing until she wrote him. Yeah. I, I, get, I understand what you're saying, but Harold exists. No, let's say she never yeah. writes the book. Harold still exists and lives his life. Yeah, but would he? Yes. Because, because that means that the, no. he, in, order, in order for him to create a person... You can't. You don't write a book and then suddenly a person pops into existence. Because but, he has a backstory and he has a job. He has a yeah. world. So he ha- he should he had to exist before the book was written, and then the book starts and that's where it takes and she takes control and moves the things along. But my thing is, what if Harold was born for the specific reason of her book? But then what if someone wrote a book about her being killed before she started writing this book about Harold? Then maybe Harold just pops out of existence because like. <laughs> that doesn't make sense for an implicated universe. What if, like, what if, what if, like, um, in the universal plan of things and all that, mm-hmm. Harold, like, that's the plan. Like, so we're we saying that everyone has a destiny and nothing can ever be changed. You've eliminated free will, but clearly it can be changed. <laughs> so like, the free will is a thing, so it doesn't make any sense. He can't have existed solely for the purpose of the book, and then the book ends. Yeah, but you cannot. You also changed. You also can't take over someone's life with a book. That doesn't make any sense, doesn't it? Though, no, because the, because the, the chances of exactly getting someone's life in seven million people finding writing now the exact circumstances of someone else's life we've never met. That's Im- it's Im- is astronomical. So maybe that's the only time where the book where it actually works. So if you write a, you write a book about Harry who lives down the street and no one named Harry lives down the street, then your book is completely fiction. But if you write a book about John who lives down the street and there is a John who lives down the street, then your book becomes the, yeah. the reality. Again, the odds are astronomical. That's why it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. It happens but occasionally. Yeah, here's the thing though. Here's the other slight thing why I don't want to accept yours. Mm-hmm. We have to end the podcast right here and now, then, because that means that's it. It's never happened. No, but then the option, then, then we can, <laughs> to be this yeah, yeah. Because then, what are the implications of that? What if I write a book about Hitler? I know all of Hitler's details. I know all about Hitler. <laughs> yeah, but maybe, maybe you kind of maybe not because of Hitler. But, but maybe I write a book about that, and I change one thing. I'll, I go through everything. This is Hitler's life. Blah 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 blah. And instead of invading trying to invade Poland he decided he wanted to invade I was going to say Germany that's not going to work he decided <laughs> he wanted to invade Russia which he did and failed I'm not good at this pick another country Australia Australia. he wanted to try and invade Australia so some German troops were sent to Australia okay so here's the question is it an immutable timeline where that's always just happened and you were always going to write that book because because it, it's basically uh, completely stable timeline. Yep, you wrote uh, about a book about Hitler invading uh, invading Australia. So Hitler always invaded Australia. So Hitler always invaded Australia. So you wrote a book about Hitler invading Australia, and it's just a constant <laughs> loop. Yeah, yeah. 
Or is nothing you can do writing in the present affect the past? I would say probably nothing can affect the past because then what if I'm writing a book about Genghis Khan? Mm. And I write a book about how he decided he wanted to burn down every block of land, block, every country that he found. Rather than uh, going through and pillaging the village, maybe he went through and just sent his cows in and destroyed all the lands so there was no farmland. Yeah. So humanity couldn't grow in its population. Does that mean that I stop existing? Yeah, so I guess yeah, you couldn't affect the past. Or it is an immutable timeline where you can't change anything. Yeah. Because I mean, I suppose if you're writing about hit, like it, it would become like basically a, a non-fiction book at that point. Mm. And autobiographies are always right. Biographies aren't always right. Yeah, exactly. Maybe in this particular case. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we're talking about pure fiction here. So you couldn't actually change the... P- Historical fiction is different. Could I change my own past? No. If we take the fact that autobiographies, if we assume that when you write about someone, you get the details 100% correct, you take over their life. Yeah. I know all the details of my life, in theory. If I went through and I changed something, like, in high school, became most popular person ever, graduated top of the class, went to best university, is that become, because it's not, didn't happen, it is fiction? Or because I control my own life, do I make it into the reality? Well, again, autobiographies aren't fiction. Yeah, they're non-fiction. True. So, yeah, yeah. autobiographies couldn't, and in fact, no, and that's where yours falls apart. Okay, because by writing about someone's life exactly, you're writing an autobiography. No, an autobiography is something you write yourself. You're writing a biography then, which still isn't fiction. Biographies aren't fiction. Biographies are non-fiction. <laughs> is it a biography if you don't know the person is real? That's the question. A question we're going to have to re-explore in a moment because my computer's about to shut itself down. <laughs> we will return very shortly. Okay, so we're back after the explosion. <laughs> yeah. So the question was, is it a, bio- is it a biography if you're writing about a person you don't know is real? Yes. But then isn't all fiction just a biography? No. Because like... You can write biographies about people you don't know. I mean, that's how, like, historical biographies are written. Mm-hmm. Like, so biographies in their nat- in and of their nature are nonfiction. Yep. But if you're writing about, like, someone's life exactly, mm-hmm. then it becomes a biography. But then wouldn't Harold's book have been a biography and fallen apart? N- no. Because it's not... He's um, She's not, like, writing about Harold. Mm-hmm. She's writing about Harold's, like, day-to-day. It, yeah. It's basically a tragedy. Like, she's writing a tragedy, not a biography. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. If I wrote a tragedy about someone and the facts happen to line up with somebody else, you take control of their life. Not, I'm intentionally writing about this person down the street. I'm writing a book about somebody else and the facts happen to line up. Yeah, but my problem with that is those are astronomical. Like, you physically could not do that. Except that's what she does in the book. In no, the movie. Yeah, which is... But I'm saying that... That's just because she has created Harold. Like, she has not... Maybe... <laughs> right. maybe hold on. He's, he's maybe just... You know, in, in like... Maybe if it's one of those... Like, one in, you know, 200 books... Mm-hmm. That actually line up... Um, that are real. Yep. Maybe just for universe warps... Or, as in, like... Um, Kind of like Doctor Who style, okay. Um, where the universe warps around that point, so you know Harold exists. Everyone remembers Harold existing. Er- like Harold has a backstory where everyone who he's interacted with remembers interacting with Harold. I guess so. That means that you could be encountering people in your day to day life on a regular basis who are fictional characters. Yes. Does that make you a fictional character by proxy because you will be appearing in that book? Potentially, yeah. Does that mean that you were created... Well, let's just say there's a book written about... I can't think of anybody. Your brother. Yep. There's a book written about your brother. Does that mean we're all fictional characters because your brother is a fictional character and we're just side people? Potentially, or alternatively, maybe we were real people and then just the book needed a family and suddenly uh, my brother... It spawns in, and we just remember having like it's like Buffy season five, where Dawn is just there, and like everyone remembers uh, Dawn. I haven't seen Buffy. Okay, Dawn, <laughs> Dawn is basically a cosmic key of some kind. Okay. Um, and uh, I think it's season five where like the opening of season five um ends with "Don't forget to take your sister," uh-huh. and Buffy, you know, like doesn't freak out about the fact that she has a sister, freaks out that her mom is making her take her sister. And everyone remembers Dawn being there for for all time. Right. Everyone remembers Dawn. Everyone remembers her. But the the audience looking in knows 
who the fuck is that? Could it potentially be then maybe, and this is going to be a bit weird, maybe it's not a matter of the author writes the book and that creates the person. Maybe it's a parasite that creates the author or creates the idea in the author. Oh, reversing it. <laughs> so there's an episode of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Where, have you seen any of Rick and Morty at no. all? No. Okay, well, they're locked in. Do you know the concept of Rick and Morty? I don't know much. I know the, I know the concept of Buffy. Rick, Rick is old crazy man? Rick is an old crazy scientist who suddenly shown up again in Morty's mother's life. Right. She's Morty's mother's father. He's yeah. Obviously his grandfather. In one episode, there's parasites that will show up in your life. They'll show up one day and they've always been in your life. And they'll create memories and they'll, in order for them to integrate, they'll be like, oh, I remember that time where we did this. And it'll be like a flash off to, or a flashback to something that never happened. But you remember, like, oh yeah, I remember that. At one point, the Rick writes down that there are six people in this house. If there's more than six, they're one of those parasites. There ends up being about 3,000 people in the house. <laughs> These are parasites who just have control over your memories of like, yeah, remember this happened? And they create backstories within each other's backstories. Wow. I remember that time we were being held ha- captive by some vampire and eight of the people are tied up and the butler comes in and saves them all. So maybe this is a parasite that in, puts itself into the world and as a way of making the universe make sense about it, could, puts the idea of its life in an author's head. Wait, is that Sammy Will Ferrell's a parasite? Well, I mean, that makes sense. Will Ferrell is a parasite on humanity. Have you seen Semi Pro? That man is a parasite. Look, I'll hear nothing bad said about Will Ferrell. He's actually... He's yeah, a fantastic yeah, man. Yeah, yes, he has had some missteps. Mm-hmm. I mean, not everything can be like... Semi-pro. That's a fantastic film. No, oh, I was going to say um, Stranger Than Fiction. Elf. Elf, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Step Brothers also is pretty um, yeah, decent, Step I've Brothers. heard. Yeah, yep, yep. Have yep. you seen Step Brothers? I have not. That's an amazing movie. Okay. Well, you know, everything could be... Oh, or, um... Talladega uh, uh, Nights? No, no, no. no. That, that's the bad one. <laughs> um... News Reporter. Um, Anchorman? Anchorman. Anchorman 2? Yeah. The Election? The movie where he stars with Zach Galifianakis, I've forgotten the name of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a really yeah. odd Again, one. Not, yeah, but they're all good. Yeah. No, but then there's Talladega Nights. <laughs> Semi-pro. And <laughs> I was actually being silly. Semi-pro is amazing. Is it? It's one of the best sports movies of all time. Okay, I've never seen Semi-pro. No, it's, it's just so dumb. Yeah. Oh, Zoolander 2. I have not. Zoolander 1. You know, Zoolander <laughs> 1 was good. Like Everyone liked Zoolander But Zoolander 2, no one liked. I haven't seen Zoolander 2. It's basically Zoolander 1. Mm-hmm. But twenty none, years later, yeah, twenty years later, and with the same view and jokes oh, and all okay, that, it's yeah. like we've moved on, man. Yeah, no, fair enough. The nineties stay in the nineties. Um, no, no, the nineties live on today. Have you seen the return of Yu-Gi-Oh Pokemon cards? I'm okay with the return of Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon cards. <laughs> if I can um, uh, summon Exodia, everything everything becomes good. <laughs> now there's an episode. What do you? Where would we put Exodia to change things? Simple, anywhere. Yeah, no, literally makes... anywhere. <laughs> but getting back on topic, stranger than fiction. So are we? Are we thinking maybe? I think the parasite thing, though, even though that's a great, it's yeah, silly I, and funny. I don't think that really works within the bounds of the movie, though. No, because... oh, no, <laughs> there is that, that, that is at odds with many things. Oh, actually, no, the parasite would want to survive, so it shows up and says to the author, "Please don't kill me." Because maybe the yeah, parasite no, creates whole, its own yeah, backstory yeah, but, and then gives power to the author over it. Yeah, but why would a parasite do like that is contrary to evolution? Maybe also it subsides yeah. off the mental energy of others knowing its story. So maybe yeah. it's got a psychological link to anybody who yeah. reads the book. But also why would you give your power to an author who is actively known for killing people? Maybe you can't control it. Maybe it goes to an author, it just it pops in and then it just goes to the nearest author. Or the nearest but, power, person who has the power to get, get a story out. Uh, but again, like, Harold doesn't actually live anywhere near the author. Like, that's the thing. Like, no, but like, as in near, I could, yeah. you don't need to live near someone to be the nearest one with an ability. Yeah. I need to be... I, I will only talk to the nearest person with purple hair. That person is in America. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to I guarantee to you America. that's not true. <laughs> yeah, but that's the same kind of thing. And maybe it's not a situation where it chose the author. Maybe it's like, I need to get... A, this person has the best potential of getting my story out there. Mm. So I need, I'm need. i going to make a mental connection with them. At the, at the same time, nothing in the Stranger and Fiction universe implies that Harold is anything other than human. 
He takes on the form of a human. It's <laughs> like, have you have you heard the theory of Darth Plagueis the one? No, have you heard <laughs> the theory of the Star Wars universe being about bees? No. Okay, so the Star Wars universe. Hold on, I have to just strap myself <laughs> in. <laughs> All, right, All right, I'm ready. So, Star Wars universe. It's about bees. Now, bees have a, a very common situation where they tend to group around a queen and they have a hive around a queen. They protect the queen. They make sure they do everything they can for the queen. Yes. There are several situations where a female character would be useful in the Star Wars universe but just is absent. Like, we have Princess Leia, uh, Senator Organa. No, not Organa. The other, the, the, tall, the long neck lady. Part of the rebel- rebellion. Oh, uh, Mon Mothma. Yeah, Mon Mothma. There we go. Mon Mothma. And then in the prequels, we have Queen Amidala. Yep. There's a lot more female side characters, but they're always serving the queen. Yep. And so they they have this issue where they, bees want to make sure they can do everything to make sure their queen survives. And so the Star Wars universe, just the way everything communicates, people communicate in non-verbal ways a lot. There's a lot of weird situations like that. And in Return of the Jedi, there's the big dance number. Yep. Which communicates to us that George Lucas has lost his mind. <laughs> So maybe the Star Wars universe, every human in the universe is actually a bee. But because it was a movie made for human audiences, they changed the the bees to humans. So maybe in the Strangers of Fiction universe, it's about bees. I think you and George Lucas have something in in common. (laughs) We have an obsession with bees? You also lost your goddamn minds! (laughs) Think of what, there is no evidence to suggest they're not bees. <laughs> There's also no evidence to suggest they're not free kids in a trench coat. But that doesn't make them free kids in a trench coat. I am now putting the evidence, putting the, the the constitution constitution. No, what am I thinking of? The burden of evidence. That's what I'm thinking of. The burden of evidence on you prove they're not bees. No, 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 that's how this works now. No, I, I've, extraordinary, I've put forward a crazy ex- theory. Yeah, extraordinary claims require <laughs> extraordinary evidence. If I have the claim, you provide the evidence. No, <laughs> you provide the evidence. <laughs> evidence the I, first. I have a slightly um, back to Stranger Than Fiction. Mm-hmm. Here's another um, implication: mm-hmm. religious texts. Uh huh. Where do they come under? <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> Let's like, just... To, to those listening, please, contemplate that. <laughs> Look, we don't want to go into it on the, on the microphone because we don't want to... We don't have no intention of offending anybody. Yeah, no. I, I, and email I, us. Yeah. I, I contemplate and email yeah, us what like, your opinion is I'm on not the, trying on to offend text. anyone, but like in the context of books becoming reality, mm-hmm. and specifically non-fiction uh, books becoming reality... Mm-hmm. Because think of how much religious fiction. Not, I'm not saying like I'm not talking like the Bible. No, or no, no, but a, a book about a story about the person yeah. in the Bible going on. And doing yeah, other stuff. like religious fiction. Mm-hmm. How would that affect? Like, without okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk around this. Let's just talk around. Yeah, yeah. That's simple. Without naming a particular religion, the Fmizmar religion. Fmizmar is now the blanket religion. Yep. In the Fmizmar religion, God created the universe. Done. Simple. But then there's another religion, the Hangar religion. And the hangar religion says that God was always part of the universe. Which of those is true? Are they both true? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a fascinating concept, which we can't talk about because we're on the internet right now. And... <laughs> yeah. It will betray our lack of knowledge. That's what it will betray our yeah, lack of knowledge betray, and religious yeah, understanding. We, yeah, we don't want to infer Moving people. on. Moving on. Okay. Contemplate, email us. We're interested to hear okay. what people think about that. Erotica. Okay. Does it count as a novel if it's just a story on a forum? Yeah. Now, see, like, I'm not talking just um. That's one. That, that's the more of a darker aspect. Mm-hmm. Fan fiction. Well, fan fiction by its nature would be fictional, but if it if it's creating off, it's the same as the the spin off of the video game. If it didn't start as a novel that was actually the case, okay, then that's Sherlock Holmes fan fiction. Sherlock Holmes is not a real person, but and even like he could be. But Arthur Conan Doyle wrote him. Okay, set in the past. Was it set in the past or his current time when he wrote it? Um, current time, but like minus five years. Okay, so current enough. Yeah, where it could line up. He wrote it. Sherlock Holmes didn't pop into existence, so Sherlock Holmes novels fiction. Okay, that didn't have the Strangers in Fiction okay. thing happen. What if 
for a fan fiction is about Harold. Huh. Yeah. 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 No, yes. <laughs> now, this is where because like one of the many genres of fan fictions is slash fiction. Mm-hmm. The implications thereof. Well, the novel. Let's assume is the strange. What do we have a title for the strange and fiction novel? Uh, I, I think it is the Stranger Stranger Fiction. fiction. <laughs> Alright, so let's assume that Stranger Than Fiction, that novel is the truth. That's what happened. That is, yeah. it had a reality warp. That's what happened. If I write a sequel to Stranger Than Fiction, an actual official sequel by the author or with the express consent of the author, yep. then that will take place. That seems mm-hmm. to be that way. If I write a fan fiction of that that's not official, then it can't take place. But what counts as official? Consent of the author. Yeah, but what if it's what if it is a different like what if a different author gets hit with this what inspiration or like ability while writing fan fiction of Harold? Well, then Harold's a parasite, and that's what he wanted to have. <laughs> like, if it's a situation yeah. where it can jump from host to host, that's a parasite. Yeah. That that leans credence to the parasite but, theory. Yeah. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. So slash fiction's a thing. Yep. And one of the main things is getting people from other like other franchises. Franchi- yeah, yep. for example. You know, like um, Star Trek and Star Wars meeting. Mm-hmm. What if that becomes true? No, okay, I'm not saying like specifically Star Wars. No, no, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I'm not. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I was about, <laughs> I can see you thought I was about to say something. <laughs> there are actually official times where those things are crossed over officially yeah. by the publishers. But what about the unofficial times? Well, I would have to say, the i.e., un- most fanfiction.net. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when we have to. Consider, that's when we have to figure out what's going on in the middle. Yeah, because if it is just. A strange million to one chance in the universe. As soon as you read about that character as a fictional character, you lose the ability, like you lose any chance of making that, making the events actually happen. Hmm. Because you're not, you're not making a character. Because if we go by the idea that she created Harold, yeah, then Harold is under her command. Nobody else can command him. Okay. Or change yeah. his life or anything. So if someone writes a book about it, they're just writing a, a benign book. Okay. If she wrote a sequel, and that's why I'm saying consent of the author. Yeah. She passed transfers the power over. Next question. Mm-hmm. Because it, this is another constant fanfiction thing. Mm-hmm. OC. Original characters. Yes. Interacting with Harold. Again, like if, if we're getting in the fanfiction fan fiction wise, yeah. then the character is a benign novel because it doesn't... Yeah, but... Wasn't written by the author. Yeah, but that's the thing. What... This is an original character written by an author. Like, as in like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, instead, for example, I'm going to take Star Trek because it's the most. Yeah, no, Star Trek. Like, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. Ensign Bo- Ensign Bob. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ensign Bob is an original character. You please do not steal. <laughs> um, and Ensign Bob, like, what if that author who's writing about Ensign Bob mm-hmm. gets hit with this inspiration? It's yes, it's not with the express um, conditions of like. Shatner or whoever owned Star Trek at this point mm-hmm. but it is an original character mm-hmm. just set in that universe well that, that's where we have to go with the universe if you create a universe if you're writing the book and you create a sci-fi universe by writing it you've either if it's real you've either set in motion the events to happen for that to take place far into the future and that means they can't interact anyway or it's just a benign non-universe okay complete fiction yeah wow <laughs> Jesus, like because yeah, fan fiction. This is all leading me to believe the parasite is actually right, <laughs> because yeah, for one side of things, a parasite that wants its story to be told and one and that's how yeah. it lives, or a god yeah. who can create universes on a whim. Like Jesus, but what yeah. and what you like with but that like, whole interacting stuff? If I make a character yeah. within a universe, I'm I can get hit by the bug of okay, yes, I want to write this character. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that my events are actually going to affect the universe in any way. Fair enough. Uh, inspiration yeah. isn't necessarily power. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. So it, it just occurred to me, because, like, for example, Harold's life is basically this lady's bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> that means that all, like, all feelings and all that, which is where, like, this slash fiction, you know, and all mm-hmm. that came into mm-hmm. mind, is like, that exists, like, that means Harold has no free will. Yeah. But except he broke out of the story no. and went to talk to her. Yeah. No, she he didn't break out of the story. Okay. Because it's it's not it wasn't like, you know, rah, you know No, it, no, no, it, but like he he broke through as in he went to go speak to her to change the ending. Yes. That wasn't what she was writing. No. At the same time, his life is still her bitch. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's, that's definitely it. Like, he gets hit by a bus on her whim. Mm-hmm. A bus that should have killed him. Yep. But only because of some bullshit. Yep. Does it not? Yeah. No, that, and that means moving on from that though. So getting away from whatever is causing it. Does that mean that if you have this power, you can make someone live forever? Yes. And you could intentionally just ride out, ride away any illness they have. Yes. Because that's that's what she does. So he lives forever, or he just lives a normal life, or she just relinquishes his control. Or she just ends the story, but she, the, his life continues. Yeah, she ends the story and his life continues. So that means that he's going to die a regular... He's going to die at a certain point in the future. Yes. I'm saying if you write a story that starts at point A where he's a tax accountant and then just doesn't end or ends with Harold looked upon the end of the universe and smiled. Jesus. And then you've yeah. given him yeah. immortality until the end of time. Yeah, that's how that was... Nothing in Stranger Than Fiction says that is not possible. So basically, if you find a way to do this, you can grant immortality to one person. Yes. Parasite. I am 100% going to stick with the parasite theory. Because that's the goal of that parasite, to make you make it live forever. Which goes into how Harold comes and he's like, okay, I want to live for a long time. He's, he's, the sense of his birth is, I've connected with the person with the potential to give me the most, the longest amount of time and the best food source. So that person in particular. Mm-hmm. She writes this story ends of him living forever and he gets a mass exposure across the world. Yep. So he gets to live forever, which is the ultimate goal of any particular life form to make their own mm-hmm. project, like live, project live for a long time, live for as long as possible. Lives forever and gets to raise all of his children, all of his grandchildren. Okay. Counterpoint to that. Mm-hmm. The internet exists. Yes. Literally, like, again, this is back to fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Because constantly that gets reused and constantly goes over and over again mm-hmm. there is a much greater like um pool of life and exposure there yep than in any one author is that the case in terms of sheer numbers if i publish a page on the internet it doesn't guarantee it's going to be hit by a thousand people no but you you go to the right spots like you go to stuff like fanfiction.net yep and i think it's ao3 is another one like for main yep you go to writing forums. You go to, like, you know. Hey, but it could also be a situation where you look at the abilities. Like, is it, like, if it's an instant instant thing, you land, and at that moment, who has the best potential for me? Mm. So she's at a typewriter. She has influence over a million people. Yeah. Then that's the best one. Even though someone might have influence over two million people, they're not at their computer. Fair, yeah. So well, it could yeah, be, as, a, as soon as I land, yeah. this is the best situation for me to go after. I know. I still don't think it's parasites. <laughs> I think it's a magic bullshit. <laughs> so, I, you could, the magic bullshit kind of makes sense, I, I suppose. But then we also have to count uh, with your point about counterfiction and everything, uh, fan fiction. If is it a novel? Is it the internet? Yes. Well, that's the thing. Like people write novels and post it on the internet about fan fiction. But then, where's the line? Where's the difference between a novel and that's, a forum post? That's the question. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would say, in order to become a novel, you have to be published. Yeah, but that's the, in in today's age. That is absolutely not true. Mm. Because forum exists, because file sharing sites exist, yep. you don't have to go through a publisher to publish your novel. But that's, Hell, that's just self-publishing. So, yeah, yeah, self-publishing is still a thing. Yeah, self-publishing is still publishing. Yeah. I'm sorry, you have to be published to become an official author. Yeah. I wouldn't say that putting anything on fan fiction, for example, yep. counts as publishing a book. Well, again, I've, I, <laughs> despite me constantly bringing it up, I've never actually been on these sites. <laughs> <laughs> but like, friends of mine do yep but I would say that is the main like because you would publish on there like you would absolutely mm. publish novels on there because it's your audience that is the audience you're aiming for mm. would we say then because this seems like it, it has to have happened before it can't be the first time this has happened <laughs> can't like, you imagine if it was <laughs> this this moment marks that for, um, like going forward <laughs> anyone could be a fictional character yeah. <laughs> but, so we would say, this has to happen in the past mm-hmm. so the conditions have to be met in past times. So in order for it to take place, yep. maybe you, uh, if it's a magic situation, maybe you have to publish it in a physical book. Okay. However, mm-hmm. a bunch of universes and all that, like with magic and all that, mm. show that magic can absolutely be abused and used with technology. Some, you, I should mm. say, some it's the exact opposite and, you know, <laughs> technology and magic never the twain shall meet. <laughs> but like, there are things, um, like for example, Security cameras mm-hmm. 
if a spell requires line of sight, you can use security use camera. camera. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. It's some bullshit. Well, let's just <laughs> let's agree <laughs> that it's all nonsense. It's all stranger than fiction. Oh, we, we have gone too. We have dug too deep, and uh, we have sacrificed our sanity to the to the altar of the dark gods. <laughs> well, let's let's move away from the what what it does. But what does it mean for individual people? Oh, free will's a sham. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose. But does that mean that I could, if, if this became widespread, that maybe we know about this situation happening, that I could use it as a legal defense? I go and rob a bank. Oh, I'm having a book that's written. I'm hearing voices. You would have to, like, you, like you would have to find the book. Like, you would have to prove. Could I then publish a book after the fact under a no. false name? No, you couldn't. As a legal defense. Uh, not, not as in change my own history or anything, but as a legal defense, get caught, go to jail, write this book, publish it under a pseudonym, give it to you, you publish it under your... your, your I wrote this book, bam. Uh, I would say that because like, but, like lawmakers try to avoid shit like this and mm-hmm. try to plan for shit like this, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't be able to publish... No one would be able to publish under a pseudonym anymore. So well, not, not, not a pseudonym then. I give you a book and say, okay, here's a book that I wrote. Publish it. You can take all the credit. You know, but again, laws would be instated to prevent that. Like, you would have to say who wrote it. Yeah, yeah who, I'm, t- I'm saying you probably like you. You go to the publisher yeah, no. and you say, "I wrote this book." Yeah, no. That Here's all the evidence. Yeah. Here's all the, the the first draft, the second draft, the third draft. Here it all is. Yeah. I published my book. You would still be in jail though, because like that's published after the fact. Basically, we're talking about things that happened in the past, because the the book is going to be published in Stranger Than Fiction after all the events have taken place, because she's still writing the book. Yeah. So you'd st- Jesus. So I could you'd be able to get away with any crime. <laughs> but again, I would say that laws, and you know, like technology, for example, mm. because you couldn't write a novel in jail without anyone realizing that. Write it by hand. Send you each page one no, day because at like, time. No, no, because like, presumably there are um, defenses like against this. You know, like <laughs> you know, like okay, so you've used you know the novel defense. So therefore, we're gonna put you in this special, like like the special wing of a prison, mm-hmm. where we're gonna make sure you don't write your own goddamn novel. <laughs> we're also making sure you don't write any escape novels. <laughs> what if you? Okay, so that, that's an interesting side of it. But then, how would you stop a friend later publishing a book which just follows the events anyway? Would we then say that if you? So would this become a world where if you know someone who's convicted of a crime, none of your books are allowed to be published? None of your, your, if you become a criminal, no book you ever, pu- you're no, never allowed to publish a book or publish anything online. You just absolutely no more, no more written Yeah, pretty much. You. Everybody knows a criminal at least though. Yeah, but it would. Be, so does this mean that it, eventually. It, the it same would come th- down to one law, um, the Bacon law. Yeah. No, like, if you're six degrees, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many, like you, you would require to prove like maybe you are three degrees separated from that criminal. But then what if it's a national news story? Are you just screwed? No, because but then I could write. I, as someone like you, you can you can commit a crime. I don't know you. I live yeah. in Perth, so far away. Our families don't interact. I'm I'm seven degrees away from you. Yeah, your news, your story is published on the on national news, or put on national news, and then then I write a story about it. Because Maybe, I sympathise yeah. with no, your yeah. situation. It's simple. It just make it illegal to write crime novels. So we can. So we. <laughs> So the what we're going to have to imply here is in the Stranger Than Fiction universe, this may be the first time this has ever happened. And as soon as it gets out, this is what's happening. Crime novels are just erased. Yeah, pretty no much. No more crime novels ever. Yeah, pretty much. You would have to do that. Like, it's like, yeah, people are getting literally getting away with murder. What about, what about books that have crime in them? Not crime novels. It's a book that has like a, a book about a love story, but it involves breaking... Some, at some point, he breaks into a, the neighbor's house. Is that book taken off the market? I honestly don't have an answer for that. Like, <laughs> so in the, are we saying in the strangest fiction universe? Let's say within ten years, books are outlawed. <laughs> no books. Pretty much, yeah. Jesus, that is grim. That is not somewhere I want to live. I, I, I'm done. Like, yeah, no, that's just, that is. What are the implications of Stranger Than Fiction? No books. No one has any books. A dystopian future where books are outlawed. Does that mean that all written word is outlawed? Because if it starts at books, we have no evidence to suggest it doesn't come from the internet. 
It can come from text messages. Holy sh- Strange Human Fiction kills the written language. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Will Ferrell. You killed the written language. I think that's been Will Ferrell's goal from the beginning, though. Have you seen the Lego movie? He wants to freeze everyone in place with the craggle. Jesus. So, thank you for listening about our Stranger Than Fiction situation. Hmm. So, if you want to hear more, or if you want to hear more about the show, no, that's not the right one. If you want to email us about previously the religious inf- the religious question we asked, or if you want to have any any of your own theories about Stranger Than Fiction, about parasites or magic universes or the end of the written word or anything like that. You can email us at equippableallies at gmail.com. Facebook at equippableallies. On Twitter at equippableally. Our website equippableallies.com. And if you want to hear more of my, my outlandish theories and Daniel's, you know, average theories, <laughs> the ones that make sense that aren't out there crazy, <laughs> you can listen to our other podcast, Evil Link. If you want to hear more of my sultry, sultry tones, ladies. Hello. Hello. Oh my. Oh yeah. Um, hey Zach, guess what? What? I'm part of a YouTube channel, Don't Go That Way Gaming, and and I'm not playing The Witcher. No, you're playing Undertale now. Yeah, I am playing Undertale How's now. How's that going? I'm really enjoying it. Yeah? Have you have you played Undertale before? I no. know like, sometimes you play games you've no, already played. No, never or... played Undertale. Oh, have you played Earthbound? No. Interesting. Yeah. I've never played Undertale or Earthbound, but I know that they're very similar. I Well, I'm loving Undertale right now. Have you have you met Sans? Yes. Is he creepy and weird? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I've met the Mighty Papyrus. <laughs> I'm voicing him and I'm using his actual voice. This is his voice. <laughs> William motherfucking Shatteris. <laughs> and also, if you wanted to see or hear more about both of us, I'm actually appearing on Dogger That We're Gaming yes. infrequently yes. as Business Rex. <laughs> we don't talk about Business Rex. Business Rex is the greatest of Rexes. <laughs> he has a business degree. <laughs> that bitch went to college. <laughs> But um, also, um, if you want to help us out, yep. word of mouth. Oh, before we get to word of mouth, oh, yep. last week we forgot to plug our Tegan. artist. Yes. So artist Tegan, she does some great work. You can check her out at newtegan.weebly.com or on Instagram at newtegan. She's got a lot of interesting stuff. With the most recent release of Iron Fist, I think she's doing more superhero stuff. Oh, nice. But check it, check it out. She's yeah. got some really interesting things. So, word of mouth. Mm-hmm. It really does help us. I don't know if I've said this on the on the air. This is my favorite part of the podcast. If we just had an episode <laughs> that was just you giving your word of mouth speeches, I would be like, ah, the best. <laughs> so, what, uh, telling a friend helps us. So what mm-hmm. I want you to do is go to a random person on the street. And I want you to show them War and Peace. Just like a, a physical copy of the book? A physical copy of a book. Yep. I then want you to throw it into their nuts. <laughs> Sure. And then into their face, mm-hmm. and then when the police come, hand yourself over, and say, "I brought war. Now I am peace." God damn it! <laughs> Step one: tell a friend, find a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>